Good morning. It is Friday, May the 12th, in the year of our Lord, 2023. I'm J.D. Walt, and this is your wake-up call. Let us begin becoming aware, attentive, and attuned to the presence of Jesus. Wake up, sleeper. Rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Jesus, I belong to you. I lift up my heart to you. I set my mind on you. I fix my eyes on you. I offer my body as a holy and living sacrifice to you. Jesus, we belong to you. Praying in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our reading today is entitled, A Wretch Like Me. And our scripture comes from the fourth chapter of Romans, verses 18 to 25. Hear the word of the Lord. Against all hope, Abraham, in hope, believed, and so became the father of many nations. Just as it had been said to him, so shall your offspring be. Without weakening in his faith, he faced the fact that his body was as good as dead since he was about a hundred years old, and that Sarah's womb was also dead. Yet he did not waver through unbelief regarding the promise of God, but was strengthened in his faith and gave glory to God, being fully persuaded that God had power to do what he had promised. This is why it was credited to him as righteousness. The words, it was credited to him, were not written for him alone, but also for us, to whom God will credit righteousness. For us who believe in him who raised Jesus our Lord from the dead, he was delivered over to death for our sins and was raised to life for our justification. The word of the Lord. Now consider this. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. This past Sunday, as I drove to church, Chris Tomlin came on the radio singing, Amazing Grace. Interestingly, at church, one of the pastors, Doc Holliday, sang Amazing Grace as an anthem during communion. And fascinatingly, it's the most popular hymn ever written about Jesus that actually never mentions his name. But I digress. Here's my point. Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound 
that saved a wretch like me. I'm comfortable with saying, or at least thinking, a wretch like you, but me? Though I always sang it, I'm not sure I ever really meant it until now. And no, it wasn't because I recently did something really bad or wretched. It is because I'm in the midst of having my mind renewed by the truth of God's Word. You know how you can know something but not really know it yet? That's what's happening with me. I'm knowing something I've known before, but at a much deeper level. I think I've mostly thought of the problem with the world and the human race to be one of bad or sinful behavior. And to be sure, this is the presenting problem. The problem is that the presenting problem is only symptomatic of the much bigger problem. You should probably read that again. I promise I'm not talking in circles. I am and have been well familiar with the symptoms, and yet I have lived in a kind of denial of the real and much deeper sickness. The symptoms seem to destroy us from the outside in. The sickness, however, decimates us from the inside out. While it may present itself in all sorts of devastating outward symptoms, it may just as well be silently destroying us without any external symptoms at all. Not so much as a fever. I am not a wretch because of my behavior, though my behavior to a greater or lesser degree might indicate. I am a wretch because of my diabolically corrupted nature as a fallen human being. This is why the cross of Jesus cuts to the very core issue, my sinful nature. The cross is not a topical ointment meant to deal only with the forgiveness of my little s sins. The cross is an arrow from heaven shot through the heart of the sin-sick human race, crucifying its power, literally burying us in the grave, resurrecting us in power, and restoring our glory. And all of this is perfectly embodied in and imparted through the life, death, resurrection, and ascension of Jesus, Messiah, Savior of the world, Lord of heaven and earth. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. As long as we assess our wretchedness according to our symptomatic behavior, we will miss the crux of the matter and fail to appropriate salvation by grace through faith. Our wretchedness 
is the very condition of our corrupted human nature and consequently the launch pad of amazing grace. This is not a matter of feeling, but of fact. Can you reckon with the fact? Do you own the fact? Will you accept the diagnosis? Until we do, there will be no cure, only the attempted management of the symptoms, the futile cycle of repeated failure and rededicated effort. Until we face the fact of our hopeless condition, we do not know grace as amazing, only as optimism. One final bit in this already too lengthy entry. Many push back and say, All that you are saying is not who I am now, but who I used to be. As a saved follower of Jesus Christ, I cannot continue to claim the label of sinner and wretch and so forth. Well, note the song does not say, That saved a wretch like I used to be. I find so many who will equally refuse the other term by which Scripture identifies us, saint. We don't want to claim sainthood, for we don't think we are there yet. And herein lies the dilemma of our stuckness. We neither want to own a former condition nor a future one. All the while, grace encompasses, infuses, and transforms it all. To the extent I can own who I used to be, I can also own who I am coming to be. Right here and right now, I am sinner and saint, dust and breath, dead to sin and alive to God in Christ. Well, that's where this train is headed. Romans 5 to chapter 8 hold holds some of the richest and most revolutionary revelation in all of Scripture. That's next week, so buckle up. The prayer. Yes, Father, my chains are gone. I've been set free. This is amazing grace. Awaken me to the depths of sin that I may be awakened to the even deeper depths of grace. I am ready for salvation to deepen in me, to press into the width, breadth, height, length of the love of Jesus Christ. Teach me the mystery of being a sinner and a saint, of remembering who I used to be in such a way that I am freed to run in the path of who I am coming to be. Yes, amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me, even me. Praying in Jesus' name, amen. The question, do you struggle to understand and own the nature of your own wretchedness as a sinner who is saved? and being saved by grace? 
Are you better grasping how this is not about bad behavior as much as it is about a corrupted nature? And so for our hymn today, I'm, I'm going to call an audible. I've said in the text that we're going to sing the next verse of And Can It Be? And I thought, how can we not sing Amazing Grace after all that today? So we're going to push And Can It Be to next week. Sorry about that call. That's a first. We're going to come back to And Can It Be. We're going to sing Amazing Grace. And um, we're on page 572 of our Seedbed Hymnal, Our Great Redeemer's Praise. And um, I'm debating even now whether we want to sing the My Chains Are Gone, Chris Tomlin version, which is on page 574. We're all six verses of 572. We're going to go with all six verses. Are you ready? We're going to sing it at a good up tempo. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I am found. Was blind, but now I see. Twas grace that taught my heart to fear, and grace my fears relieved. How precious did that grace appear the hour I first believed. Through many dangers, toils, and snares, I have already come. Tis grace hath brought me safe thus far, and grace will lead me home. The Lord has promised good to me, His word my hope secures. He will my shield and portion be, as long as life endures. Yea, when this flesh and heart shall fail, and mortal life shall cease, I shall possess within the veil a life of joy and peace. When we've been there ten thousand years, bright shining as the sun, we've no less days to sing God's praise than when we'd first begun. We made it, all six verses, and what a what a hymn! That's John Newton, of course, the famous ex-slaveholder who 
famously said, I am, he said at the near the end of his life, when he said he couldn't hardly remember anything else, he said, I remember two things for certain. Number one, I am a great sinner. And number two, Christ is a great Savior. Wow. All right, guys, it's Friday. Grab a double portion of seed. Okay, the world desperately needs amazing grace. And it's going to be flowing through you today. Jesus in you, that's the secret, full of the Holy Spirit, empowered by the love of God. Yeah, go for it. I'll see you out there on the field. For The Awakening, I'm J.D. Walt. We hope that today's entry challenged and encouraged you. And thanks for listening to The Wake Up Call, powered by Seedbed. Be sure to share this with a friend. Leave us a rating and subscribe wherever you prefer to listen to podcasts. Find out more and join the movement by visiting our website at seedbed.com slash wakeupcall.